Does Nikola Jokic have the most pressure on him in the NBA playoffs? And who else needs to step up for the Denver Nuggets? Talk to Adam Mars about all that. Welcome to the Lockdown NBA Playoff Preview. I'm Nick Angstead of Lockdown NBA, and I'm joined by Adam Mares of Lockdown Nuggets to give you everything you need to know about the Denver Nuggets going into the playoffs. Adam, what's the biggest on-court story? You're allowed to now put the MVP talk aside. Let's We don't have to talk about the MVP in any way, shape, or form. What's the biggest on-court story for the, the Nuggets this year? I mean, this is the first time they've really ever been healthy in the Nikola Jokic era going into the playoffs. So it's a huge opportunity. And the storyline is this season counts for three. They've been in purgatory for two playoff runs now with Jamal Murray absent for both of those, Michael Porter absent for one. So trying to gauge how good the Nuggets have been developing talent over the last couple of years, it all comes down to this year. So there's a lot of pressure uh, for them to kind of prove it. And I think if you want to say what's the biggest indicator that they have to sort of the box they have to check to prove that they can do it, it's defense. They have not been a top 10 defense all year, and they need to bring that defense to the playoffs. What's going to be the playoff rotation for the Nuggets going into, let's say, a first-round series and then beyond that? Give me the starting lineup and then a couple of players that are guaranteed to play, and then is there anyone on the bubble? Yeah, so their starting lineup is one of the best in all of the NBA. It's got, I think, the second best net rating of anybody only behind the Golden State Warriors and Warriors, of course, on much fewer minutes with how many guys they've had in and out of the lineup. But Denver starters, Jamal Murray and KCP, a great backcourt, shooting the ball really well. KCP bringing defense, a front court of Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic, another one that just scores at an insane rate. I think collectively that starting lineup has something like a 125 offensive rating throughout the course of the season, and they've played as many minutes as just about any other five-man combo in the NBA. So they've been a very good unit all year. The Nuggets have been up and down, especially down over the last month of the season, but that starting lineup has not. They've been very effective. The bench is the question mark. Christian Brown and Bruce Brown are locks to play. Uh, In the rotation, Jeff Green, I think, is a lock to play, if not every night, close to every night. But Michael Malone, when asked about who else does he trust in the playoffs, he mentioned it'll be situational. You've got Reggie Jackson if you feel you need another ball handler. Uh, You've got Peyton Watson, a rookie who really didn't play much this year, I think just 200 minutes, most of those coming in the final two weeks of the season. But he looked great in those minutes as one of Denver's better defensive players, very raw being a low-minute rookie But he's a guy that I think situationally, if you need another defender or just somebody to go out there and foul, say, Kevin Durant a few (laughs) times, he might be the guy. And then in the front court, you've got options in Zeke Naji, Vlaco Chanchar, and even DeAndre Jordan. I think that Zeke Naji is the first on the pecking order, Vlaco Chanchar after him. But to be honest with you, I think it's unclear even to Nuggets fans who Michael Malone will end up trusting in his front court if he needs to go deeper into his bench. The even DeAndre Jordan, the even word is doing a lot of heavy lifting at that, that point in this. Uh, what are the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this Nuggets team? How have they won games this season and how have they generally lost games this season? Well, first and foremost, they're an incredible offense. The only reason they're not the number one offense in the NBA this season is one, they've been resting their players for the last month. They locked up the one seed a month ago with a win over Memphis and Denver, went up by eight and a half games, I believe. And they've coasted through the finish line and it's lowered some of their metrics, but nobody has stopped or slowed down their offense when they've been locked in. They've played the Memphis Grizzlies when they were number one defense, absolutely carved them up. They've played the Milwaukee Bucks Another number one defense at different points of the season. Carve them up. 76ers, you go down the list. All the top defenses, Denver has looked like they've – Denver has made all the top defenses look the exact same. 
whether you're good, bad, Denver scores. So their strength is scoring, and obviously it all stems from Nikola Jokic, who the reason I think when you have good offenses, a lot of times you think, well, will they run into somebody that can solve them? The value of Nikola Jokic is that he plays a lot of different styles of basketball. It's not just one brand. We run this and we do it. If you're going to guard it one way, he's going to go down to the post. If you're going to guard it another way, he's going to go to the elbow. You still want to guard it that way or try to double or hard hedge here. He's the best passer in the NBA. So he's one of those guys that I – I'd be. I think the team will be shocked and and probably jarred if somebody does figure out how to stop them in the playoffs. But even last year, going up against the Golden State Warriors, the number one defense in the NBA, and Denver carved them up to the tune of a 118 offensive rating. They're better this year on offense. They're more complete. They have more guys that can contribute. So their strength is offense. That's what makes their I think 18th ranked defense. The real question mark is. It's not a matter of they're pretty good on offense. They're pretty elite and beat everybody. They just need to find a way to play some amount of defense at a high level for stretches in this playoffs. You made a face earlier when I said Jokic may have the most pressure on him in the in the in the playoffs this season. Is that something you you disagree with? Do you think that there is a lot of pressure on Jokic going into this playoffs? And uh, and yeah. is, is that pressure going to affect this team? Uh, I think it might affect him. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'm curious. He he absolutely has some of the most pressure of anybody. I think you can look at a Kevin Durant. I think you can look at a James Harden. There are guys that are right there with him. But again, the the thing about Denver's arc in the Jokic era is they really haven't underachieved in any season. I think they've beaten their preseason Vegas over-under. I think they've hit it over every single year. They didn't have their his running mate for the last two seasons, and of course they came up short. And that's why I say if there's pressure, it's because this season counts for three. If they win this year, you can look back and say, man, maybe they would have won in one of these previous years, or at least we probably would have seen it. They would have made a conference finals run or something. If they lose this year, you could say, yeah, well, they probably should have adjusted two years ago or made a move <laughs> back then. I mean, it really just counts for three seasons, and that's why there's a lot of pressure. He's a two-time MVP. I don't think it's funny how in hindsight we're starting to pretend these were controversial. I think he had an overwhelming amount of first place votes in each of the last two seasons. So they weren't controversial at the time. Um, but because of the narrative around him, the conversation around him going the direction it has over the last two months of the season, I do think it has put an unfair amount of pressure on him. Uh, for he, He's sort of a symbol for things he has nothing to contribute to. Like he's just <laughs> uh, unintentionally a symbol of all these different things. Analytics, um, Europe, you know, like... <laughs> And all these a big man defense, all these different things. He's sort of this like unwitting symbol of, and I think that's where all this added pressure comes, but um, you know, they know it as a team and how they handle that pressure is going to be uh, interesting to watch. He's the color beige. It's whatever we want it to be. Like you can just look at it and see whatever color um, literally right now, <laughs> right now, FanDuel has them plus 1100 to win the title behind a uh, couple of teams in the East, but also the Suns and the Warriors. What are the expectations mm. for this team? Let's do it three levels. What are the fans' expectations for this Nuggets team? What does the team expect themselves to do? And then what do you expect them to do in the, in the postseason? Well, I'll start with the team. I mean, the team, you know, Michael Malone was slow to call this a championship or bust season. I think what they, the way they prefer to say it is our expectation is to compete for a championship and that nobody is better. You know, you look across, nobody is better than Denver. Are there teams that are as good? Probably. And and so I think they look at this as the window's open and it's probably only going to be open for a short period of time. So you have to go and maximize this opportunity. So they have a lot of pressure on themselves, but they'll stop short of saying this is like the last 
chance you get at, at, at winning a title. The fan base, I think, looks at this one and feels much the same way. You know, they looked great for the last four seasons. For large periods of that, they looked great. The last time they were healthy, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Before that, they were on pace to be a three seed and were peaking going into after the trade of Aaron Gordon. They looked like the best team in basketball. Then the injuries hit. I think the fan base looks at this and says it's um, it's time to step up. It's time to like go to the plate and actually be the team that it looked like you were for most of the last few years when you were healthy. So I think the team expectation is championship or bust, or at the very least, make it look like you could have won the championship. Maybe the ball didn't bounce <laughs> your way, but at least you can look at it and say, hey, they, they're right there. Um, and then my personal expectations are in line with that. Denver's a hard team. I don't begrudge people for being skeptical of the Nuggets. I think they're a hard team to judge. They got off to a slow start with Murray and Porter coming back from injuries. They then looked like the best team in the NBA for about 50 games in the middle of the season. They were dominant. Um, they went on big winning streaks. They beat good teams. They looked great in the clutch defensively. Uh, offensively, they gave people insane performances. They looked phenomenal. The last 20 games, 15, 20 games, they looked terrible again. So I get why people are skeptical. But for me, I think that they have as good a shot as they are probably going to have in the Jokic era. And so, again, not their last shot, but probably as good a shot as they will have, and they need to maximize it. They're right there to win the West, too. FanDuel has them plus 350 to win the West. Warriors plus 330, and the Suns are plus 200. You'll have us covered on Locked On at Nuggets with all of the uh, post games as well as uh, covering this team throughout the week. And, uh, yeah, you can go check out Adam Mares and Matt Moore on the Locked On Nuggets YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Locked On NBA Playoff Preview.